Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's in! Campbell comes up the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation for this special one-off live show. It's uh, very, very exciting. We're live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, as always. Uh, if you prefer your podcast in, in audio form, then you can get this along with all the other series and shows that we do at the Sports Social Podcast Network. And uh, also, of course, we're uh, supporting the Charity Super Six Prediction League this year, raising money for two great charities. Uh, we've got a Maggie Centre and Mind. And as a special, uh, because of uh, the guest, the return of the man himself, we're going to do a little uh, Super Six update, heads to head between myself and Andy. So, uh, I'm, Andy, I'm going to bring you in quickly before I uh, officially introduce you. I'm going to ask you just to, to guess these questions. Who has had the most head-to-head wins between me and you over the 50 rounds so far? I'm going to go me. Oof. Well, I've had 19 and you have had 19. Um, which one of us has missed the most rounds? Me. Uh, yeah, you've missed 11. I've missed <laughs> five. Uh <laughs> Who has scored double figures the most? Uh, I'll go you. I don't think I have. I think I've, I've just been little enough to 
So you have scored double figures ten times, and I have only got into double figures five times. Ooh. Wow. And uh, for the deciding point, who has come top of the celebrity table most often, me or you? I'm going to go on me only because I've, I think I've got more points than you. So I'm just law of law of averages. I'm going to go on me. So I've come top four times. You've come top eight times, which means Andy Campbell wins the top Trump Super Six for the update for today. However, I've cut the uh, the difference to seventeen points now. I'm coming for you. Fast yeah, I, 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 let, I let myself I let myself down. I let I let myself down quite badly when I when I miss. I miss far too many, and then I I I, I understand like really early that I've done it. Nightmare. Yeah. You realise at like five past three. Yeah, it's the guilt. Uh, it's the guilt. Yeah. Will makes you feel really guilty as well. So I like it. Yeah. I like it. He's Keep doing it, Will. Keep doing it. He's good at that. So uh, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, the return, ex Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Middlesbrough women's manager, and of course, OG member of the Ace Nation Army, former co-host, Mr. Andy Campbell. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, I'm just looking at all the, all the comments on my screen already. Some familiar faces. Uh, yeah, so listen, it's great to be back. Um, obviously, my, my path's gone down a different route, and uh, and I'm extremely busy. But no, I, it, it's great to be back. I've, I've I've left it probably far too long. Um, but no, it's 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 great to be back. I'm really looking forward to it and having a having a good conversation with you and, and answering some some questions with, which, uh, which which some of the viewers have as well. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I got to make an apology straight away because I got carried away with myself, and uh, I did the super sex before I introduced you, and I didn't introduce you as David Jones's favourite son. Ah, shocking, shocking! Out of practice, <laughs> he made out of practice. Yeah. But yeah. Um, back together again, my friend. Um, so we're obviously we're going to catch up with like what you've been up to and stuff like that. Um, but I briefly, and I do want it to be fairly brief, I want to talk about the South Wales derby very quickly. Um, because Cardiff, in my opinion, was one of the worst performances in recent times by Cardiff City. However, um, Cardiff have got a habit in the South Wales derby of, of putting in these types of performances. And uh, I wanted to ask you, like, in your career as a player, did you suffer like any really like heavy, heavy defeats where the team just hasn't turned up, and it's uh, kind of one of them? Listen, I think um, I think pressure does um, does different things to different people, um, especially in, in 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 big games, big scenarios, big moments, and um, and I just think sometimes everyone was making a huge thing about this um, uh, that Cardiff or Swansea hadn't won. Um, a double-headed for 100 years in the history of the, of, the, of the game. And listen, it had to happen. It had to happen one day and it was going to happen for somebody. And for me, um, let them enjoy the moment. Um, Cardiff didn't turn up. From minute one to minute 95, they just didn't turn up. They didn't have enough shots on target, didn't win any battles. It was quite a lacklustre, embarrassing performance. Um, but then you go and follow up... Uh, <laughs> the weekend um, at Reading, which for me is probably a harder game with a team who's fighting for against relegation. They're going to turn up and pull in a, a very strong performance and get in a, get in a, in a, in a victory. And I just think it's Cardiff City all over. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, and I've said this all along, especially this, the, the, the season that we've got promoted, um, 
that people would say I'd rather beat Swansea once or twice and not get promoted. For me, the, the bigger picture is the 46 games. Your 44 other league games are just as important as those two. Yes, bragging rights. Yes, um, there's history between um, the football clubs. But your bigger picture is Cardiff City getting promoted out of that division into the Premier League. And, and uh, you know what I mean? Cardiff, for me, they've still got the better squad of players. They're, they're, they're a progressive club. And it just didn't happen for whatever reason. Um, the manager's put himself under a horrific amount of pressure because of it and has, has handled it really well this week i think i think he's he's handled himself and his and his tactics and his team selection and is is moving forward really well but um he still put himself under a, a massive amount of pressure with with what happened in the, in the derby game and um i think sometimes when you win the first game the second game is a free one so swansea had nothing to lose if they'd lost the game or drawn the game that it wouldn't have mattered but for them it was a free one they went into it like it i like got no pressure and uh, and they got the result. I think that moving forward for Cardiff, they need to do the same next time around. That give everything in the first game, um, and then in the second game you're under no illusions that there's no pressure. If you win, lose, or draw, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, then you can just enjoy the game really and enjoy the occasion because it's a huge game, a huge occasion. And I don't think there's enough probably Cardiff City players, local players who who really know what it means to to play and to want to win that game. Yeah, and I think one thing Swansea have done is they've followed it up with three cracking results. So they've made it matter because they were in not very good form and they've not just had the good, you know, they haven't just upped their performance against Cardiff and then, you know, lost the following three, which kind of takes the edge off it. They've gone and beaten a couple of really good sides and had some good performances. Cardiff were better um, the other day, but I mean, for me, it's just... I don't know. Cardiff have uh, had a habit of not turning up in the South Wales derbies. For for the manager, I thought the comments immediately after the game didn't help him. They were very, very uh, Dave Jones-esque in terms of how he used to talk about the derby and it used to upset the fans because the fans care. You know, the fans won win that football match more than any other football match. And I think to not turn up and then to try and kind of shrug it off as oh it's only three points does upset fans more but on the other hand it is only three points and you know you've got that side of it what about you as a player mate did you ever um get a proper uh tune in as it were oh yeah listen um we've been beating at home for middlesbrough six seven one um and it's not nice you don't you, you probably change your plans on a um on an evening that you were planning on doing something else and you don't do it you don't do it instead but um Listen, it's 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 knowing the importance of a game, you know. Obviously, being a being a Middlesbrough player and a Middlesbrough fan, I knew the importance of a Sunderland derby, a Newcastle derby, a Leeds United game. Um, so I knew the importance of those kind of games, and I knew what it meant to the fans in the area. So I would, I wouldn't say I'd put any more effort in because I, I think that's disrespectful, you know what I mean. But I knew the importance of the game, and I and I would remind people, and, and my focus would be on that game instead of thinking, yes, it's just three points. It is just three points. I understand that comment. But at the same time, it's a, it's a big game for the people. And I remember watching games as, as a supporter. It meant more than that um, when, when you're watching the game, when you're lost, it, when, when it makes you upset. It, it feels like more than three points. But I think when you get older and when you're looking at the bigger picture, the bigger picture is three points. But maybe those kind of comments, when they come out in, the, in a press conference straight after, just make you feel a little bit let down that the people don't seem to um, think that you care, which, um, which is unfair. Um, I, I know one, one in one of the comments that uh, Borough fans saying that Arsenal Arsenal used to do it to us all the time, and 
I always knew it was going to be a big game and a hard game, but they came to our place and they beat a six one week this following season they beat a seven and there's no reason to there's no way to stop it. And I, I couldn't understand how we how you did stop it. You know, I think I think you have the mockers over certain clubs. I know Cardiff City have probably done it against West Ham. I think they've got a really good record against a team like West Ham, but there's something against Swansea. Against Peterborough. Yeah, there's yeah, but there's just something against Swansea that just can't get over that line. And I don't know what it is, but you know what I mean? Is is that is 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 it a mentality thing? Is it a is it an effort thing? Is it a quality thing? Is it a nerves thing? Is it is it is it focusing on the game too much for too long? You know what I mean? That 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 the it is it is just a game. But after the game, you can say whatever you want. But it's a it's a different focus. You know that 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 the manager, if Cardiff got promoted this year, it would be a distant memory. But they're not going to get promoted, so it's going to look like a poor season. Um, and if they beat Swansea once or twice, then you could probably really paper over the cracks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I think. Um... So very last thing on Cardiff for, for the second. Um, I said, I think the other day, it might have been to Rodri, that I think one of the problems that Cardiff have got as a football club is there's a bit of a disjointedness about what the ambition is. Like, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to steady the finances? Are we trying to get back to the Premier League? Are we trying to just avoid relegation in the Championship? Are we trying to build up for youth? There's kind of like a bit of a free-for-all and everything there seems like a few different yeah. people are pulling in different directions and i think they need to establish what they're doing at and... the minute the, the minute si, i think it's it, it's a little bit like mistaken identity that um there's rumors that there's a takeover going to happen well is it going to happen is it not going to happen is the owners coming out and saying i'm not selling and that would that would probably relay some fears from supporters players the, the, the people who work there if they are looking to sell which I probably believe they are because I think they want they wanted to jump out quite for quite a while, um, sell it and move on and, and and let the club move forward because this is a perfect time now to sell a football club, um, so they can build for the summer. Um, they can have a little a little go next season. Whereas teams and clubs seem to do it at such a long time and it gives them no time to buy players in the January window. It gives them no time to offer new contracts. It it gives them no opportunity to move move the football club forward and fans just want a little bit of trust and in, in transparency and. Um, and so do players, and you know what I mean. It's 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 dog eat dog the championship. It's a, it's the toughest league. It's the best league, but it's a very tough league. And and for me, I I just want someone to come out from the football club and just say we we're staying or we're leaving, and the club's up for sale because then at least you'd know where everyone stands. Yeah, spot on. Um, seeing as we used to do a championship show together, mate, every Friday, um, I'm gonna start crying now. So, like, um, I want to talk a little bit about the championship because there's so much to talk about going on in there. Um, one team which I really want to talk about before we get to Middlesbrough is Luton Town. Um, look, they, how many times were we saying, God, they're doing so well when they were just avoiding relegation? Then they had like a top 12 finish, I think. And we were like, that's amazing for a you know, small ground, small club. Um, Nathan Jones went to Stoke, took a gamble, didn't work out, went back. To Luton, and you know it's going to be close. It's so tight up there, but you know they've got a very good chance of being in the playoffs. How good a job is that for Nathan Jones to get if he gets them into the playoffs? It, I think if he gets Luton Town in the playoffs in the top six, um, he's got to be manager of the year. I look at he, um, I look at the game yesterday, quickly, it, mate. If so, let, let me put this to you then. If Luton Town get to the playoffs, so they finish top six, yeah. but Wayne Rooney keeps Derby up, who gets manager of the year? 
I still probably think Nathan Jones with um, budget and with um, size of the, size of the football club, size of the followings, just to, just to, the whole general things. I think it's it's also the amount of points that the clubs accumulated um, and will accumulate. Obviously, the play Huddersfield tonight, which is a very difficult game. If they if they're gonna stay in the playoffs, um, they probably have to get a result tonight. Um, I know Middlesbrough lost at the weekend. Sheffield United drew. Uh, Fulham lost, everyone's beating everybody and it's that time of the year that if you can have a little bit of a run, you can guarantee yourself um, an amazing opportunity, you know, that, that, that for me, they're probably only informed side within the, the playoff area, top two, is not in the forest, they're absolutely flying at the minute with some good performances, some good players, good squad, loads of confidence, um, but for me, he's done, a, he's, done a, he's done an immense job, um, but the next question is, if he doesn't go up, if he doesn't get in the playoffs, will a will a bigger club try and attract him again, and and, and he gets another opportunity to um to fly his wings somewhere else because he's 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 achieving quite a lot with a um, with probably a shoestring budget with a, with with lesser players, um and what comes with bigger players is bigger egos, more pressure, um, more expectations, and um it, it just becomes a different animal altogether if he um if he decides to leave. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. Like Nathan Jones doing a tremendous job, um, and like, let's not forget, like Wales just said, there they lost their top goal scorer at the end of last season to Cardiff. Um, look, he hasn't done very well for Cardiff, but I mean, for them, they the, how they played their game for the last couple of seasons was very much based around Collins being up front. Um, but maybe him leaving has meant that they've changed their style of play a little bit. Which has benefited yeah. them. So I mean, yeah. there's two sides to it. Um, it's so tight up there. Apart from Fulham, obviously running away with it, you've got Forest have jumped right up to third. And I think someone just said Borough fans there uh, said he thinks Nottingham Forest will actually finish second. Um, mm. And as someone who you know, I haven't got uh, like a team up there myself. I would love to see Nottingham Forest and Luton Town in the Premier League again. However, because of people like yourself. I also would like Borough to sneak in there. Um, how, what would you make of Borough's season? Obviously, um, managerial changes and whatnot over the last couple of years, but they've still managed to really kind of progress with each season somehow. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the season overall, it's, it's, it's been a success. Uh, I think the, the, the change of manager came at probably the, the right time, but could have been done a little bit earlier. Um, which would have given a, the new manager a little bit more of an opportunity to um, look at other players, uh, bring in earlier targets potentially. Uh, but listen, he's doing a great job, regardless of what happened at the weekend, which which was a, a poor, poor performance, um, an awful goal to give away, and a bad result against Hull City. But listen, you can't win every game, and um, it's it is a Middlesbrough type of performance, which you expect them to win, to lose against the lesser side, and then all the teams in and around you um, probably drop points as well. So it was it was really a, a Middlesbrough type of weekend which 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 is just the norm I think it's same same as Cardiff City that your your expectations are up there and all of a sudden you get let down but um Chris has done a, an amazing job he's brought in some very good players um so probably better standard than I thought he was probably going to bring in um a lot of loan players uh for me if Middlesbrough are going to get promoted they need a they need a proper goal scorer and if it's if it's Balogun if it's Connolly um because those two for me the Premier League footballers, so you know what I mean. If they're going to get promoted, those who have to probably one of them go and get ten goals for the rest of the season, and they'll have an opportunity because the the teams who win these games at the minute are teams who are scoring goals, not the Forest scoring goals, Coventry City scoring goals, Luton scoring goals, 
Um, so, you know, I mean, the team's in form and the team's just got goals. Yeah, the loan thing's really interesting to me. Like, Cardiff have got several players on loan, and the loan players are a massive part of the first 11, or the best mm-hmm. first 11. Uh, Middlesbrough, the same. There's a few other clubs with, you know, several players on loan. And I think outside, even Fulham have got a couple, but, you know, Fulham have also got a, uh, a nucleus of their own players. Like, and you just, season to season, if you don't go up in the playoffs or automatically, you could lose those loan players. They might not be available the season after, or they may go to a different football club, you know, in the Premier League or, or wherever. And I think, I don't know where I stand on it with loan players because Cardiff are very much basing it, their team at the moment on young talent. And you've got a, a good basis of academy players coming through. But then they're also bringing in young loan players from from Man City and and teams like this, which you know those players have been a, made a massive difference to the quality of the football. But then at the end of the season, you just don't know if they're going to be available, which means mm. you're not only having to replace the players, such as say Bakuna or whoever who are out of contract or not deemed good enough anymore. You've also got to replace the loan players, and it, I don't know if it does more harm than good in the long term. I think that's why uh, a recruitment position in a football club is a massive area at the minute because every year there's an influx of players coming in and an influx of players going out because every year there's another 16-year-olds um, group of players coming through a football club, which then pushes everybody up. Um, someone's, some players have got to filter out and some players have got to filter back in and it's it's the Man Cities, the Liverpools, the Man Uniteds, the Chelsea's. These kind of clubs are the ones who are benefiting because their younger players are getting opportunities all across the EFL, uh, which is great. But it's clubs like Cardiff, Middlesbrough, um, Championship, League One, League Two. Um, they're guinea pigs, really, to see if those players are good enough. And if they're good enough, they'll get sent back to the clubs and, and do really well. But if they're not good enough, it's those kind of clubs who suffer. Um, and sometimes that can be seen as unfair because clubs and managers, Steve Morrison, for example, doesn't have probably that much time on his hands to um, to risk a, a younger player, um, whereas he can guarantee something from an experienced player, but experienced players cost more money. Um, they want longer contracts um, because potentially a loan player, you might not have to pay the wages if you get a, a decent enough deal from the from the club that, that from the club that they're at, which I, I'm not sure I agree with. I think if you if you get a loan player, you should have to pay their wages because then it becomes fair. It's not a, a deal with a friend or, a, or a, an ex-club. I think um, I think this financial fair play. There's 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 ways around different rules, which it's Always just a mess, and it makes it makes a mockery of the whole thing, and 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 and, and puts clubs in a in an unnecessary position, a little bit like Derby. Um, but um, listen, it, it's 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 good because it makes the championship stronger with better players. But like you say, you, you get a player coming in the championship one season, and the next season he could be back in the Premier League, and it's, it leaves a massive hole in that football club because if you do well, you've then got to replace him with like for like. And how do you replace a how do you replace a player from from the Premier League of a, of a, of a top player from that caliber? Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Well, I mean, it, you took me back to when Bellamy first signed for Cardiff on loan. Then, like the other Championship clubs were not happy with it because Cardiff weren't paying all his wages. And the season before, he had been tearing it up for Man City. So it wasn't like he was, you know, that first season, I mean, when he came to Cardiff on loan, he wasn't, you know, in the last year of his career. And he was he was kind of still at his the peak of his powers, albeit, yeah. you know, he lost the yard of pace. And I mean, <clears throat> if Wales get to the World Cup, there's I think there's a pretty good chance that Gareth Bale signs for Cardiff for six months 
from sort of to the summer through to the World Cup just to keep fit for the World Cup. And I don't know where I stand with that because, one, I think if he's going to sign for Cardiff, he should give him a full season. But then also he's only signing because he wants to play in the World Cup. So I don't know where I stand on that. And and then, of course, you'll have uh, the other teams will be asking questions about how Cardiff can't afford to, you know, sign players, but they can afford to pay Gareth Bale's wages. But obviously he's out of contract, so he can kind of accept whatever pay he wants, can't he, I suppose? Um, it, it's a weird it makes thing. a mockery of it, Si. It, well, it, makes, it probably makes a mockery of it because as a, as a fan, I, I, look at, I look at a situation at the minute at Real Madrid. He, he's, for whatever reason, he's not playing. If that's if that's yesterday, if that's if that's his decision, the club's decision, Gareth shown that he doesn't need to play regular football to be still be match fit and sharp because he can he can keep himself fit. So if he signs for Cardiff City, will the City fans expect him to play week in week out, or will he just be able to tick himself over, train, keep sharp, keep fit for um, for when the big games in his in his in his eyes are the, the World Games, the World Cup games, because the whole objective is is to play in the World Cup. So he's got to be at peak fitness for the World Cup. If that means he doesn't pick an injury up, then why would he risk it? It's it's such a tough one because I wasn't lucky enough to play for my country. I certainly wasn't lucky enough to play in the World Cup. So I couldn't put myself in that pedestal where I, I need to get fit for that kind of moment. But I can't risk anything for that moment to not, not to happen. You know, it's 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 just it's such a it's such a moment that he wants to happen in his life that yeah. why would he why would he risk anything for it, for it not to happen? But like Martin Jones has made a, a great point. Like even uh, with his injury problems and his fitness problems and and his lack of football in recent years, Gareth Bale is miles above the level of Cardiff City. If he was going to sign for someone who you know is still at his sort of level, he would still be in the Premier League at the very least. And like it does make a bit of a mockery of it. But I, on the other hand, if his choice is sign for Cardiff for six months, if Wales get in, the, you know, do get to the World Cup, so he needs to stay fit for that in the November or whatever it is, or kind of retire or semi-retire, then I would rather him play for Cardiff for six months because I still think Gareth Bale's got a lot to offer. And I certainly think he's got a lot to offer for Wales if they were to get to the World Cup. Um, you know, he showed that just in the Austria game the other day. He was phenomenal. But I can understand the frustration from other football clubs. And even me as a Cardiff fan, as much as I would love to see Gareth Bale in a Cardiff City shirt, it's a bit like, if he's going to play, then yeah, OK, I can see the benefit of it. If he's going to play once every six weeks... I don't know. But the Welshman in me says, nah, just let him train there, keep him fit, wrap him in cotton wool and make sure he's good for November if we get there. So It's a tough one. It's, it's, it's a awful, tough one. Isn't it? um, Stoke, mate, the, the, uh, still underachieving. Eventually, they're going to get rid of those players and they'll start doing something because those players now, how many times have they failed Stoke? Every year we did our championship preview show, I would say, I think this is the year for Stoke. Those players are just too good, you know. They they're Premier League players. They're going to go, and they never, they never even come close. So I've given up on Stoke uh, in terms of that. I think those players have got to accept that they haven't been good enough since they got relegated. See, we look, see, we're underachievers, and and for me, 
I think when you when you get relegated from the Premier League and and you've got to cut your cloth cut your cloth accordingly, but you're still paying Premier League wages and you've still got Premier League players within your squad. Um, it makes it difficult because you know I mean probably the the biggest name player in that in that team is Joe Allen, um, and I look at I look at his effort second to none. I look at um, some other players and I think I think they've let themselves down massively, and which just shows the problem that they've got. The problem what they've got is players wanted to go back to the Premier League, but weren't good enough to play from, play in the Premier League because they got relegated out of it. Um, and other players coming through, there's there's teams getting promoted, there's other people, better players around. Uh, happening so it's, it's it's a really difficult one but yeah massively it's it's is that football club being run um the best that it could that it could be potentially not they've got a lot of money at that football club they're they're owned by the people who run bet 365 if i'm if i'm, if I'm correct yeah, and, um, they got a lot so of money so they've got a lot of money so why in my opinion if i was a stork fan i'd be i'd be questioning why they aren't splashing the cash bringing in some real marquee signings a proper manager who can attract those marquee signings um and and then move on from there but at the minute it's a difficult one because i, I like the manager i think he's really good i think he had, a, he had a really good time at northern ireland but can he attract the players that stoke need to get out that out that division that's the, that's probably the question that people will be asking yeah there's a few players west brom as well um you know just not doing what they should be with the squads they've got. Um, there's a few, you know, I include Cardiff in that. I include Swansea in that. Preston, there's a few teams down there who should be doing better. But the championship is so difficult and so tight that I almost feel like sometimes maybe us as fans are too harsh on those players. And it's not that they're not, it's not that they're underachieving. It's actually just that the league is so well matched that it's just difficult to, to, yeah. to really run away with it or to, to get a good run of games going because you can play with, you're going to smash someone 4-1 one, one mm -hmm. week and then on Tuesday you can lose 3-0 to the team three places below you it's just insanity it is, and I think that's that, that's the joy of the championship because I think you can go into a game and, and you've got to be well, well, well up for it like I look at the Premier League and you know what I mean the top six does look after itself which is which is which is good it's a good it, it makes it a, a strong division but the championship anybody can be Beat anybody. Fulham getting beat yesterday at home by Coventry three one. Middlesbrough getting beat by um, by Hull at the weekend. Uh, Bournemouth have, have, have stuttered massively over the last few week few weeks, and they've got a they've got a top squad. Uh, you know, I mean, Forest who started slow, probably a hangover from the last two years, but then look at them, they're now accelerating at, at such a right time. And if they can carry it on, potentially they might get the second place. And if they get into the Premier League, they, they could be massive again. And it'd be listen, it'd be great to see because all these football clubs have got great histories, but. Um, you've got to earn that right and earn that history back because nobody's going to give it to you, especially in the championship. Nobody gives you anything at the minute. Well, um, so I'm going to come to some of the questions from the live chat in a minute. Um, but I want to talk about uh, let's talk about your your job, which you left me for. How dare you? Um, <laughs> so yeah, you abandoned me and all our people to take over your hometown club's uh, ladies' team, which you know is understandable, yeah. I guess. <sighs> but um. What was it like, first of all, to start with, like going in there to your hometown club? And we know, you know, you we've heard you speak passionately about about women's and girls' football over the last couple of years, anyway. But to go in there as a manager of your your hometown club's ladies' uh, team had to be special, but nerve wracking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first and foremost, to um, to wear that badge um, on a daily basis is um, is something that. 
nobody can ever take away. So it's, it's such a proud moment. Um, training games, it's it's it, to wear that red shirt is 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 something that, however old, however uh, tired I get, it's, it's I wear it with such pride and and give it my all every time I turn up. Um, it was very different. Um, I can remember my first meeting um, being introduced by the chairman to the to the group. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was very different, very, very, very awkward. I'd probably say the first one, very, little bit uncomfortable. Um, got, a, got a lot of questions asked to uh, thrown at me. Um, a little bit. Basically, yeah, it was, uh, it was. But listen, I love football. Um, I've got a passion for football. Football is no different, men or women. Um, it's played eleven v eleven. It's played on the same size pitch, same size goals. Um, you've got um, three officials stood on the side. Um, not, not, not great men and women, by the way. They're all the same. Um, I found that out to me, to me, uh, to me, um, for uh, for my good. I'm from my bad, I think, this season. But no, listen, it's I've got a passion for women's football. I think it's it's on the up. Uh, we've got a very young group, um, which people tell me is a is a good thing and a bad thing. People tell me that that the only thing we're lacking is experience, but then tell me that. Um, on another hand, how, how do you gain experience? You gain experience by playing games. So I'm doing that. I'm giving them that opportunity to play games. And um, I know I've got some absolute superstars within my group. And I know that some of them um, will play a lot higher. Um, if that's with us, great. If it's not and they progress on to WSL, then I'll be a super proud man. And uh, and we'll help them and push them as long as as long as long they need, need my help. Because um, you can't stand in anybody's way. Nobody ever stood in my way as a player. Um, People give me some really good advice and and help me um, for where and where I needed to be and where I wanted to go on and I'll I'll do exactly the same. Um, you know we we've had some. It's been a it's been a tough season. I've got a, a lot a lot more grey hairs. I've got less hair. Uh, it's been stressful at times, but enjoyable. Um, standing on the sideline can be a very lonely place. Sitting on the bus for five hours after a game after a heavy defeat can be a very lonely time. You. You probably beat yourself up a little bit uh, watching the games again. You can um, uh, you can uh, you can overthink things. You can beat yourself up a lot, uh, but it's uh, it's nice. Uh, and that's that is uh, Sarah Stone, our physio. Um, her daughter Amira comes to all our games and is inspired by our captain and our goalkeeper Rosie Todd. Um, and listen, if it inspires girls to progress on and play football, play with boys, play with girls, then we've done our job, right? And we've, mm. and we've helped more people progress through because um, I've heard comments this season of, it doesn't matter, it's only girls football. It, it absolutely infuriates me. Um, it, it Don't get too hyped up about it, it's only girls. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, you know what I mean? There's, there's Everybody wants you to fail. Mm. I found that out very quickly. Um, not everybody, but quite a lot of people want you to fail. Um, the chairman decided to bring me in, uh, which I'm obviously very pleased about and, and, and very proud to, to do what I'm doing. But, you know what I mean? Attack me. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do to me. But support the support the team, support the girls, because the girls need your support. I don't need people's support. I've got, um, and I've learned over, over the course of my public career to be quite tough and, and, um, and have uh, rhino skin. But... It does still get to you. Things get to you, and you need good people around you, which I've got. Um, uh, yeah, I've probably got but got the best chairman around who who, uh, who rings me quite a lot every day um, just to check on me, make sure I'm all right. Uh, either win, lose, or draw. It's mm. but it's listen. It's it's a 
it can be a it can be a lonely place and a tough place, but something that I would never change and I would never uh, turn my back on because I think this group and the club has gotten um, got an opportunity to to progress through to emulate what other teams are doing. Um, I don't believe at the minute um, things are, are even um, at all. I think a lot of clubs who are, who've got that link with their men's team are, are in a, such a better better position than, than we are currently. Um, hopefully that will change very quickly um, to give us a chance to progress on. But um, we'll just keep going the way we're doing it. Um, we'll hopefully we've got three games left this season. We've got a mountain to climb, um, but one that I'm still confident will will stay up. Uh, I'm not going to say how many points we need. I've said that in front of the girls in the changing room yesterday, so they know exactly what we need to stay up. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to come on here and, and say it in front of everybody because it could backfire very quickly, and we could still go down if we get that amount of numbers. But um, listen, it is what it is. Uh, I will give it my all to the end of the season, and then um, and then we, we build again and go again. If that's in the league we're in, brilliant. If it's if we get relegated and the worst comes to the worst, when we we build and we, we go again, um, and there'll be no one more upset than me, but there'll be nobody more determined after about an hour's worth of going for a walk and, and kicking a few dogs around and be on by the way. Um, and then, and then starting again, because I, I, I want to turn this around and get it right. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, do you think, so a bit of a two part question, really, I was kind of, cause I was thinking about this earlier. Why, or who would make a decision if there was like a blanket decision to come down where the, the men's football clubs and the women's football club have to be linked together. So, Borough ladies and men, Man United, whoever it may be in UK football, if you've got a women's team, it's got to be linked with the men's club. Because I feel like straight away that gives those clubs who have got that link an advantage. Then you've got some teams are full-time, some teams are not. Gives you a massive advantage, obviously, both on and off the pitch. Like, is there any way where that you see that coming down as like a blanket decision in the future or is there any way that it's possible i'm not exactly sure how it works if that's got to come it's got to come from the affair and, I, and i'm not sure how it would work because listen it's not and i'm not talking about a financial um agreement i'm just i'm just talking about a link which would maybe inspire more people to jump on board and and, and get involved because support the um, yeah i look at i look at the power the Liverpool crest has. I look at the power the Cardiff City crest has. I look at the power that the Middlesbrough Football Club crest has. And no disrespect to the Middlesbrough Women crest, but it it has more power than ours currently. Mm. You know, so I think the more power would help. Surely it would it would it would it would get it would attract more people. It would it would attack and aim at different levels of people. And that's all. Um, that's all probably I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking to. To aim it at more people, and you know what I mean. I, I think with the with the with the with the major tournaments coming up with the women, and uh, I look at the Champions League and the standard of that. I watched um, Barcelona against Real Madrid, ninety-eight thousand people. I watched the day after. I watched uh, Paris Saint-Germain um, against Bayern Munich in Paris's ground, forty odd thousand people. The standard was absolutely unbelievable. The atmosphere was just amazing. Um, and this shouldn't be just a, a one-off in, in the Champions League. It should be the WSL in the Premier League um, have allowed some of the clubs to play at their at their stadiums, which is great. Man United had a, had a big big attendance. Um, I know Wolves in our league are playing on Wednesday night against Brighouse. 
uh, at Molyneux. Um, I know Leeds United in, in the division below us played yesterday at Ellen Road and won 6 0. And, and all these things that, that, that bring football clubs together, that bring fans into the stadiums. And I, I think it would be a great opportunity for, for, for my girls to be able to play at a at a men's stadium on a on a on a big pitch with um the stadium around it because i just think it's 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 an opportunity that some may never ever get to do yeah. ever again and uh and what an opportunity for those kind of players to do it and you know i mean i was i was very fortunate in my career that um that i played first in games i played reserve games and, and and everything was at um those kind of um stadiums and it was it was great but yeah you just learn so much from it and then you want more of it when you get the taste for it you want more and, and 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 that's what i want from these young players i want my young players to to get a taste for something get a taste for winning want more of it get a taste for winning a couple of games want to get a taste for getting promoted get a taste for playing for the country you know we've got we've got players who who are within the national setup um which then brings its own problems because they get recognized by teams in the wsl teams in the championship and we, we lose them for um for free because because we're um, we class as semi-professional, so it's, it leaves a leaves a bit of a bit of a bit of taste. But I would never stand in someone's way to stop them coming. You know, we had, we had Abby Towers sign for Sunderland, we had Alicia Body sign for Leicester City. And good luck to these girls. You know, they deserve an opportunity and play at the highest level because that's where they need to be to progress their football careers. But when those when those girls leave our our group and our squad, it leaves a massive hole, a massive hole. Yeah. Um. What type of manager are you? Do you uh, have you had to get the hairdryer out? No pun intended. Once, once I uh, we played Hull City at home, and I wasn't um, I wasn't impressed with what I saw, and I, and I told them at half time, got a reaction second half. But listen, if you do that every week, it's just white noise, and and yeah, I think referees are more uh, are more hear my voice more than anybody. Listen, we got beat heavily yesterday, and there's no point in me coming in the changing room after. Um, after a game and telling them that it wasn't good enough. The result says it for itself. I wasn't good enough. The players weren't good enough. It, they were just too good for us on the day. And it's just football. It's one of those things. That, you know what I mean? We've we got to make sure it doesn't happen next Sunday in a, in a, in a, in a game that we need to win. And then the following Sunday in a game that we need to win, we just need to make sure it doesn't happen again. And, and we just need to learn very quickly. But listen, I've got a very honest group of players um, who will turn up on training tomorrow, um, give everything that they've got, um, and then we'll build for Sunday because that's the that's their mentality. I've told them that, that we don't turn up on Tuesday feeling sorry for ourselves. We we turn up with a smile on our face. And that includes me. Um, you know, what I mean, I've had I've had last night to think about it. I've had today to think about it, and then tomorrow's another day. Today's another day, and it was uh, it was nice to go to bed last night and, and wake up today and not and not probably think about the game as much. That you know, what I mean, something that, that I can't change the past. I can you know, what I mean, I can do something about the future and make sure it won't happen again. Um, next weekend, yeah, I, I can't start on referees, mate. Um, we had a, a referee <laughs> for my boys' team on Saturday, which he just spoiled. I've seen it. the comment, yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, there's he was the there's, coach there's, of the other team, things. he was, and mm. um, yeah, just was awful. Uh, and he spoiled the game, he gave them a dodgy penalty like five minutes in, gave our team nothing, denied blatant penalty, and it just ruined the whole game because all the kids got really upset. On our side, because we were by far the better team, we battered their goal, but the ref just ruined it. And I just like you're an adult spoiling it for 13 year olds because you're so yeah. desperate to to win. And it just, yeah. Have you argued with any refs, Andy? Have you been booked by any refs? Sent off by any refs yet? 
Uh, I think I've got a couple of yellow cards. I don't know what that means. Um, but I've had a, I had a conversation with one yesterday uh, during the game. His, well, he was he had a conversation with me. But listen, that's because I care. It's because I, I believe um, that certain things aren't going in, and and happening which which should have been happening. Um, but that's just my opinion. Listen, we're all allowed our opinion, but it's we don't need to be yelled at. We don't need to be shouted at as well. I get there's a way to do it, but um, sometimes y- your emotions get the better of you. They certainly do for me at times, and, and that's just because I care. And and my my attitude towards my team won't change, and 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 I'll be I'll be on the sidelines on Sunday giving it giving it my all for them, um, and hopefully we can. We can push on for victory because listen, I know how hard, I know how dedicated women are in 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 the game, and and, that, and that's probably one thing that I've I've noticed um, the difference between men and women in semi professional football because I'll class classes as semi professional at the minute that how dedicated they are. You know what I mean? On a, on a Sunday, we can be out the house at half past seven, eight o'clock in the morning, and we won't return back home till eight, nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night. If not midnight, and that's the full day. Um, girls don't get paid a penny, which just you know, it's just it's absolutely unbelievable what they what they give up for the football club for themselves to aspire to be better than what they are. It's absolutely brilliant, and I can't fault them enough. And and I, that's why I want them to um, to achieve something this year. And when when I say achieve something, and I said to them yesterday, if we stay up, they will have the best party ever if when they stay up this year because I, I believe it'll, it's still going to happen and uh, and they'll enjoy themselves just as much as they would if they got promoted you know because it'll be it'll be an amazing achievement right mate we're gonna have uh, some questions for you there's been a few um throughout gd parry asked earlier um was that bernie slavens girl who played for the team yesterday i think was the question um uh, no no it wasn't no um okay. you know go. i've got um we've got uh, we've got a couple of ex-Middlesbrough players. Uh, we've got Anthony Omrod's daughter, uh, Katie, in our group. Um, very good footballer. She's got the real potential. She's, she's only really young. It's just finding that um, time to stick her in full-time because it's 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 like that chicken and egg. You know, it's it's do you put somebody in a little bit too young and, and ruin them a little bit, or do, do, do you bring them in, put them back in, and, and make sure that time's right? Um uh my daughter made a debut yesterday for the reserves which is which is great obviously i didn't get to see it because i had my game um uh, but still nice to to hear good comments about uh about how well she how well she did and they won the game as well so you know i mean and, and, and not not a great day for for our team but it was always nice to see um see young players progressing their careers as well indeed mate um sorry i'm just trying to find that other question uh all right uh, I think it was Reese asked how do or it might have been Will. I apologise. Um, how how do transfers work in the women's football? Andy, would you get some cash if one of your players moved to the Super League? Uh, well, we've already lost one this year, and we didn't get uh, we didn't get nothing because she wasn't on a contract. So we work same as semi-professional clubs work. That if somebody comes in for one of our players, they got to give a seven days notice, which isn't great. Um, that we lose them within seven days. Um, which is an absolute nightmare. If they were on an FA contract, the club would have to come up with a a, a good enough deal for us to uh, to let her go, which is which is similar to what we'd have to do if she's on a contract. We could loan players the same as they can in the in the men's league, but we can do the same as what teams are doing to us. We've got seven days in for a player. We speak to them. We see if they want to come, and and she can come for free, which is 
it, it, it can work in your favour, it can work against you. Um, you know, it can unsettle players very quickly because people can people can have their heads turned and it can just play on their minds. It can it can it can give them negative performances, uh, which isn't a, which isn't something that you want want to happen. But um, like I said, if players want to progress their careers and and and, and a team from a, a higher league come in, I, I would never. Uh, never stand in anyone's way. I would I would advise them and and tell them what I think would be the best thing to do. But uh, but yeah, we've lost a couple to bigger clubs who are in higher divisions. And hopefully, um, it can't happen because the deadline's gone, which is which is good. Uh, but hopefully next year we can uh, we can start to attract uh, more players so make our make our group bigger and stronger. So today, so there's no way that you can um, sign players like even if it's on like a. I know, like six games or six-month contracts or something, so you'd get some sort of financial benefit when the players move. We could, we, 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 yeah, we could have. Listen, we, Alicia Body signed for uh, Leicester City. We mm. could have had her on a contract. Uh, we would have had to pay her, um, and then we would have been in a better position. But it's, it's if if we paid her and she didn't move, we, we, we you, you, you paying her. Um, you're paying her for the full full season, which it's yeah. not a risk of for players of that of that calibre. But it's having the finances and having the um, the backing to be able to do that, and it's um, it's 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 a difficult one. It's a cash twenty two situation, and um, and it's an area that we're that we're looking at um, for next season. It's an area that we that we're trying to improve on. But obviously, we need backing as well. We need we need sponsors. We need help. We need uh, we mm. need people jumping on board and and supporting what we're trying to, what we're trying to push. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I know that feeling, mate. Uh, Gaz says, um, "How long does Andy reckon uh, Newcastle take to become a genuinely a genuine Champions League club? Now they've got ridiculous amount of money." Ah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you you look at uh, you look at the size of the club. The clubs, it's, it's on made, for it, isn't it? It's ready. It's, it's on. It's on par with the Man City's, on par with the Liverpool's, on par with the Man United's, because it has been, it's been there. Um, it's been there and done it. You know what I mean? That The problem they've got is is players and recruitment. So they need a big, big window. Um, they probably need five or six players, which will probably get them into the Europa League, potentially. Um, and then you need to then reinvent another window, um, probably the following year. So for me, I think... Realistically, I think within three seasons, I think they should be aiming for Champions League football, and that's every single season after that. Um, I think they should be aiming for Europa League in probably the second season. Um, I think there's, I think Eddie Howe's done a great job, but then you look at is Eddie Howe the right person to move that football club forward? Is he is he going to be able to attract players? He's the best coach. He's an unbelievable football man. Uh, he's got really good staff with him, um, but. He's not going to attract the big, big. Is big he going to be able to attract big players? And that's and that's what the chairman and the owners are going to have to probably decide. That um, is it. Is he the right person? Person moving forward. You look at Pochettino, for example. Will he stay at PSG? Will he become available? Will they push him over? It's it's. Listen, I would hate to see somebody like Eddie lose a job because a club thinks that the bigger what they are. You know what I mean? Give him an opportunity to bring these players in. Give Eddie an opportunity to. To work his magic because listen, the players that he's working with now and the job that he's done at Newcastle is absolutely outstanding. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. And I think Pochettino would be a good fit for him. I don't think it looks like uh, Ten Hag is going to get the United job. 
I don't think Pochettino is going to stay at PSG anyway. I don't think that was a good fit for him um, either way. So I think Newcastle actually would be a really good, uh, yeah. good fit for him uh, going forward. Uh, Rob Boyle wants to know, have you had any coming togethers with the opponent, opposing managers? Um no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. There's, uh, there's always listen. There's always banter flying around. There's always conversations to be had. But um, that, that, that there was one. I'm not going to name who he was. We, um, we had a, a little conversation as we were going into the changing room before half time. But uh, an apology was made, not by me. Um, after half after half time, and Never listen, I guess we got the wrong people. People say people say things, and in the heat of the moment, and I get it, and yeah. I've done it. Um, and listen, it's, it is what it is. No, no, don't hold any grudges. You, you're there to win a football match, and if you didn't care and you didn't say things, then I think I'd be probably more worried. Fair enough. Uh, Rye asked, can uh, you give your thoughts on that second goal from yesterday, please? Uh, it shouldn't have stood. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and say any different. I've watched it again. Um, so for those of us who haven't seen it, what happened? Uh, ball went out for a throw-in, me and me. Uh, one of our girls was on the floor in, um, in in agony. The referee didn't stop the game. He, he played on. They took a quick throw-in um, and uh, and the score straight away. Uh, and basically, a, a conversation was hard. The goal was given and and, and and the reasoning behind because she was she was on her way up on her feet but she was laying on the floor and she came off. So I was disappointed with with that. It's, it's fine margins for me. It's It's... Uh, it's um, it's it's little moments in football matches which which can can determine big things and that second goal just before half time really killed what we were what we were trying to achieve and listen the referee didn't cost a result yesterday the referee didn't stop us from winning the game we, we probably did that ourselves and, and our opponents made sure that they were they were good enough to win the game however for that goal for me it shouldn't have happened it shouldn't have, shouldn't have stood and um, I think I wasn't I wasn't the only person in that in that ground yesterday who thought the same. Yeah. Um, Cade says, are the Borough women's games only in Billingham or will there be more closer to Borough so you can come along? Um, I'm not really allowed to say, but the, uh, the, the yes, there will be something happening um, next season. Um, so watch your space. It's, it is, there's exciting things happening. Um, we've, got a, we've got a meeting tomorrow. So I think there's a, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, and I think it'll be exciting for players, exciting for the club, exciting for girls in the area, which I think is the most important part. You seem to um, you seem to have quite a good following. Whenever I see clips and yeah. stuff, there's always seems to be quite a lot of fans yeah. there. Um, yeah, we, listen, we've got yeah, we've got some, we've got some we've got some really good people who who, who follow. Um, you know, we've got a, we've got a group of um, there's a group of five lads who come to all our away games as well. They, they, mm. They're absolute diamond. Diamonds are fellas. They're great. They're, they support the girls. They they have a bit of banter. They have a few drinks after the game with the with the girls, and then, then travel back to back up north. It's it's, it's absolutely brilliant to see, and um, it just it's just so nice to, and refreshing to see that um, that people do want the best for certain people. I just wish everyone was like that and give everyone the backing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, women's football for me. Like and obviously I don't follow it as as avidly as 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 you did even before you were working within it. Like I sometimes feel like they've got a problem with the way they promote it. So 
it's got better in like you know over the last few years particularly but like sometimes i feel like they could do more to to let people know that there's games mm-hmm. on like i couldn't tell you when the last time cardiff women played and when they play where they play and i live in cardiff and do you know what i mean i know that i know i know they train on certain nights because they train at the same place where one of my boys trains but apart from that like i feel like in cardiff situation probably similar to middlesbrough and, and other places is just as fans would go and watch reserve team games they would watch women's football games you know cardiff women middlesbrough women whoever it may be but i feel like they don't always promote it enough whether it's social media or local newspapers whatever it may be and um look we, we are getting more women's football on tv these days but even so as compared to men's game there's nothing is it really no listen i i, I totally agree i think that i think that uh the publicizing could and probably should be better um but then also what goes hand in hand with that is is, is and i've seen it firsthand that um things are publicized and some of the comments are just derogatory at, at mm. worst it, it, they're horrific sexist um you know what Why i mean and, you get and, all sorts mate it's yeah it's terrible it's absolutely terrible and 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 it's 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 just it's it's disrespectful and you know what i mean so sometimes you take that you take those to stop those comments you, you take the whole post down then when you take the whole post down it stops everyone else from being able to know what's going on so it's yeah. it's you can't do right for doing wrong sometimes and it's 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 but that, that's not that's not just women's football that's that's racism that's other football it's it's, it's just so social media in yeah, general, it's, I think, it's, isn't it? yeah it's just it's just so disrespectful and and needs needs looking at um women deserve um women deserve the, the equal rights same as men um you know what i mean you've got to remember as well like that we, i'm talking about young girls you know what i mean i'm talking about we've got 16 year old girls playing the first team we've got 18 year old girls 17 year old girls it's yeah. it's important that they that they don't get turned away by um by an idiot um saying yeah. something to them but which you shouldn't do you know because we got to try and protect them but why shouldn't why shouldn't they have social media why shouldn't they be able to celebrate what they're doing why they're doing it when they do it it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be, have to be private um so that the world can can see or can't see because it's yeah. it's uh it's just but it, essentially it can be those girls that you've mentioned that they're like they're essentially they're kids and they still yeah. like yeah. i know 18 is classed as an adult but it's still so young and i think like um football fans not not all football fans of course but football fans generally we see it every weekend there's comments and things that are said on social media that are like inappropriate ranging from inappropriate to disgusting to illegal and like yeah. that's hard enough for say i don't know pluck a player wayne rooney to deal with andy campbell to deal with hard enough for a grown adult who's been through you know all sorts of things in life in in work and football in general to deal with let alone uh, a 16 18 year old who is still kind of working out who they are what they want to do you know coming to get into grips with themselves as much as they are as, as footballers and i yeah. think it's incredibly I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Because, like you say, you want to put posts up to promote to promote it, and then you get a few comments, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, one thing you could do, mate, when you're promoting the game, whether it's through the clubs, yourself, or whoever, is you can turn comments off, so you put the post up, but then no one can comment on it. 
So at least you're getting the information out there to promote these games and these teams and stuff without, you know, having to deal with the. But then it shouldn't be that either, should it? You know what I mean? No, exactly. Right. And, 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 and I think that's the that's the thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Some you, you do you can do right for doing wrong. Sometimes you don't do it uh, because you think it's the right thing to do, and then you're not promoting, or you do do it. And listen, you're trying to interact with people. You're trying to inspire other people. So you're trying to you're trying you're trying to get these these players and supporters close to the football clubs. And how do you do that when when you when you're so far away? Yeah, 100%. I um, I got to be honest, mate. I would find it really difficult as a as a as a father myself and as a manager to sort of keep my composure if people from the sidelines or social media were saying stuff to the like to you know to 16-year-old girls and stuff like that and I don't know. I do, I'm not made for that role like you are because I would say oh. something because I think it's wildly yeah, like, wildly I, I, I do and I do because I, I I just think it's it's not it's not nice because I've got I've I've got I've got a daughter the same age so it's 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 difficult to to not say anything I think and I think it's only right as well because you're you're in charge of especially in away games you're in charge of um of those those girls whilst they're in your care so it's it's yeah 100 got to give them the best best opportunity to um to do it right you know and mm. um, Reese says uh, this isn't an attack on women's football but he said every time I've seen a game 95 percent of all the goals have come uh from hitting it just over the keeper do you think making the goals smaller would help improve the development of the game so I guess um no no listen I, I, we've we've um we've we've played against we've got an excellent goal we've, we've got two excellent goalkeepers in our group um mm. our captain's our goalkeeper um and listen the goals what was scored yesterday none were none were over ahead there was, there was yeah. some absolutely amazing finishes um some some great team goals bottom corners top corners and you're talking about any goalkeeper. Goalkeepers ain't stopping those kind of shots because when, yeah, they, when they hit with precision and power, then unfortunately it goes in, and it's just um, it's just one of those things. And I, I do get people's point. I watched WSL games myself. I watched one um, a couple of weeks ago, and I seen um, I seen a couple of goals which probably were aimed. But then you could say, is it is it a good finish because it's locked it over the goalkeeper? When it happens to a, a man, no one says he's too small. So no one says yeah. no one says the same thing. So I, I, I get guess, people's point, but no, I don't think I don't think it would it would even things out, and I think it would it would probably see less goals happening, and I, and I don't think that's what you need. I think you need you need more goals. It wouldn't have saved us from getting beat yesterday, so it wouldn't for me. I don't think you need that needs to happen. Yeah, and I think I think Reese I think um, Reese might mention that a few weeks ago when we were talking about something, um, and I think the general gist of it was that women are naturally not as tall as men meaning that you know maybe slightly smaller only slightly smaller goals or like three quarter goals or something would it improve the quality but i think um the quality of women's football has improved massively um and i like i look at some of the the, the girls training and the women training down at cardiff um some weeks and like the quality compared to when my older boy used to train and i would see him like five years ago say and the difference in quality but the same age group now is unreal and like that's only in a few years and of course it depends on the talent available and all that sort of stuff but i think generally as the coaching's got better the the quality's got better and the, there's more girls and women playing 
So it, it, it takes time, doesn't it? It doesn't happen overnight. Um, and like you look, you mentioned the Champions League games. Some of the quality in that the other week was was unreal. And like you had oh. a full stadium in Barcelona. Barcelona haven't had full stadiums for the men team some some no. weeks. So uh, I'm, blo- I'm, I'm blown away, Si, on a, on a daily basis in training. I'm I'm blown away by the standard of the girls, the how how professional they are, the the, the attitudes, how how good technically they are, how fit they are, how they look after themselves. Um, when they're with us, when they're not with us, um, it's just a pleasure to see because I, I know where they want to go, mm. uh, and I hope they can get there with us. But if they can't get there with us, I'm sure they'll get there by other means. Spot on, mate. Right, uh, everyone. Now you got about five minutes, ten minutes to ask as many questions as you want to Andy um, or myself before we let Andy go for the evening. It's been a, an absolute pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Really enjoying it. Yeah, pleasure. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about um, just some various things. Um, so, what do you think of uh, the Premier League at the moment and how it's going and certain teams, how it's developing generally? I thought yesterday's game was a, an absolute showcase for Premier League football. I thought it was an absolute boxing match where two of the best teams in the world went toe-to-toe. I thought it was absolutely great. Um, it doesn't happen like that always. There's been some. The standard of the Premier League is a little bit like the Championship for me. It's um, it, there's there's probably league, three leagues in one league, um, and, and and they can't compete. It's financial; they can't compete, and the players, the quality, you can't compete. But just watching the the Liverpool, the Man Cities, the um, the Tottenham's, the West Ham's, the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, those guys are making it. A fantastic season because yes, the, the top two are going to win the league. One of them. Then you've got the top four. Then you've got then you've got the teams underneath it, and then you've got your, you then you've got your bottom three. It's it, everything's still to play for, and it's going to go right down to the wire. It's it's been probably the best Premier League season for me for for a long, long time. I looked at Everton get beat by Burnley, then they're going to beat Man United. Then Burnley go go and get beat by uh, Norwich at the weekend yesterday. Um, Arsenal getting beat at home when they when they want to make the top six. It's just absolutely enthralling it's great but i look at it on uh, on the other coin on the other side of the coin that arteta for example will he be able to keep his job if he doesn't get arsenal in in, in the champions league into europe because that's what they that's what they need that seems mad though because they were bottom of the league for I know. the first three months of the season or whatever i know that i know people are talking about that frank lampard you know what i mean is he mm-hmm. will he next year will he next year be a championship manager again but with a premier league club it's it's listen that would be an absolute travesty but the league tables don't lie if if you get relegated you get relegated it's just it's it's a do you think he was badly advised to take that Everton job? I don't think he probably knew what was involved in it in terms of, um, and I think it was quite late in the day when he when he got there. He got did he get the job on deadline day? And he signed a couple of players yeah. himself. He signed Donny Van Der Beek. Yeah, he signed, um, he signed Deli Ali. What's his called? Um, yeah, Deli yeah, Ali yeah. and Deli and Deli Deli hasn't played since he's got there, I and mean, I find that a strange one. I think he's been you know what I mean. I think he's, years, he's, he's tried to inspire him to to want to put to want to be a footballer and. I've got to say, with Deli Ali, I thought if there was one person who might get a tune out of him again, I did think that it might be Frank Lampard, someone who he you know, would have looked up to and played with for England and stuff. But look, Deli Ali, in my opinion, is the epitome of players getting too much 
too young in terms of money um because like what what age is he now he's got to be probably what like late 20s but late like 20s, he's done yeah. nothing for three four years now barely played um and what a talented footballer like when he broke into the england team he looked like he was going to be the next Paul Gascoigne at one point, and now he's like someone just, said, me, like, just said he made well. Part me feel sorry for him. And part me feels sorry for them. And part of me thinks that does he need to play football because he's earning that much money? What's the what's the desire now for a for a top Premier League footballer? Because when you're earning a ridiculous amount of money, then do you need to play football? What's your ambition? Is your ambition to win things? Is he going to win something? He's not going to win something sat on the bench for Tottenham. He's not going to win something playing for Everton at the minute. Mm. So where does he go? Newcastle. It, people talk about Newcastle as a as a club a club to be inspired to go to. Why would Newcastle want someone who can't get in the Everton team? I, that, yeah. I find that really disrespectful to a to a side like Newcastle because yes, Newcastle might not have the the names and might not have a Deli Alley in their in their squad, but whoever's playing instead of Deli Alley is doing a better job because he's he's wanting to improve, he's wanting to play, and he's and he's in, and they're getting a better tune out of him. The other thing with it is, um, like, realistically, if you play Premier League football um, and you're in that sort of higher wage bracket in the Premier League or top wage bracket, sort of, once you're on about, like, 30 grand a week and up, yeah, say, it may be even a bit more than that. You only play Premier League football for a year, maybe two, getting that sort of money, plus sponsorships and all the other stuff they get with it. Like, realistically, you're never going to have to work again if you're clever with your money. So the motivation, unless you're truly motivated by trophies, and I think, by the way, there's a lot of footballers out there who say they're motivated by, motivated by you know, the, the success on the pitch who aren't, but there is obviously some. And um, I just think it's a problem. Um, we yeah, talked so many totally. times, mate, about the, the financial bubble in football is eventually going to burst, but it's not. It keeps going and going and going and players keep getting paid more and more and more. And I don't know. I um, it's a, it's a weird one. There's a few players. It's not just him. He's just yeah, one of the this high, isn't, pro, higher profile this isn't ones. A, this isn't a, this isn't a, an, a, an attack on a, on a, on an individual. This is this is the problem with paying people too much money that they don't really need or want to play anymore. You know what I mean? You've got I look at, I look at Pogba. You know, and, and and this isn't an attack on Paul Pogba. Paul Paul Pogba is going to leave Man United and, and probably earn more money at his next club. But he's more bothered about before a big game, Man United against Everton. He's more bothered about kicking the ball at Rio Ferdinand during a, a pre-match warm-up than he is about concentrating on his own development and getting himself ready for a football game. And I find that disrespectful for the fans who are watching. You don't do it because it's on TV. I just think it just it just looks really bad. And you know, what I mean, why why as a player would you would you want to put yourself in that position that you look like you don't want to, you don't care for your football club because they're paying your wages and. You know what I mean, but but these kind of players know that they're going to get a better deal elsewhere on, in a di- in a different country, more money, better weather. Um, these kind of players are they can't fall off really. They can't. They're not going to do anything wrong. Is the only solution to it that like a wage cap? Because the problem is, is the Premier League clubs are picking up these young footballers now, particularly where these young what and like young footballers are clever they got agents and stuff like that if you're a good academy player now at like 18 instead of going from a championship club to a premier league club if you're clever you go to the bundesliga play first team football for two or three seasons 
and then sign for a Premier League club for 50 million or whatever and get paid a shed load of money, much more than you would have if you'd gone straight to the Premier League club. And you actually have got three years of first team football and you're about playing in the Champions League, etc. And a few players have done that over the last couple of years. And I think it makes loads of sense. Well, for me, for me, Sai, is, is, it, is it, should it be related to if you start the game, you get paid more money? If you sub, you don't get paid as much money. If you're not in the squad, you don't get paid as much money again. So if you want to get paid top money, you've got to start the game. Performance related pay, you've got to play. And so if you want to really, 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 it's appearance money, effectively. You know what I mean? That if you want to play and you want to be in the old manager's plans, you've got to work hard all week. You've got to train to the best of your ability. You've got to impress your managers and your coaches and your fellow players. And you've got to be in the best possible shape to go and play at the weekend. And if you don't, then you'll get a basic pay. And your basic pay might be whatever. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that this is fair and it's not fair. I just think teams have 25 man squads. If you're not in the 25 man squad, you're getting paid to do nothing. You're not playing any games. So I, I don't get how that's fair. Oh, that's right. You know, that it's not fair on the player. Never mind the club. It's not fair on anybody. But my thing, I think, is more rather than... Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with the, the best players in the world being paid the best wages. I think I have a, more of an issue with players who've barely played a first-team game signing ridiculous contracts where they are coming into training in whatever car. Like... Sorry to use Daddy Ali as an example, but he turned up to sign for Everton in some ridiculous car. And it was just like, mate, you haven't played football for like two years. You've literally done nothing. You're going to Everton to almost save your career. And you're turning, you're like, you're more focused on, I don't know. It's just weird. And I, um, I, I, I agree with you in some ways, the performance and the appearance related wages, but. The problem with that is football clubs will then, and it is a two-sided thing always, football clubs will use that um, to abuse that as well to get out of paying people. Yeah, because they, if, you, if you're going to, oh, if you're if they play this week, they're going to trigger this clause or this clause. They do it already. But if it's m- even more clause-based on goals, appearances, whatever, they will 100% tell their managers to not pick them. But it, op- it, it, it opens a can of worms because where do you where do you stand when people get injured? Where do you stand when people get suspended? Because you're getting injured playing for your team, you're getting suspended playing for your team. So you then we'll see people not getting ta- not tackling, not playing the same way. It's it's listen. There's no there's no right or wrong answer. I, I just get it's really frustrating. Um, but it's always the same names I got mentioned about. They don't want to play. Gareth Bale's name gets mentioned all the time. Deli Ali's name gets mentioned all the time. Paul Pogba's name gets mentioned all the time. And I'm not saying these guys don't want to play, but why aren't they playing? That's the question. Why aren't they playing? And if they're not playing, why aren't they doing more to play um, regular week in, week out and not accepting not playing or coming mm. out and, and and doing more to play? That's that's you, You're an outside looking in, you know what I mean? If I was a Middlesbrough fan and it was happening to a Middlesbrough player, I'd start to ask those questions because it's happening about my football club because I can we can replace a player with another player potentially, you know, and I think, you know what I mean, I, I, Man United, for example, would be desperate to go and bring in another player in for the kind of money that certain players are getting paid. So, you know what I mean, you can't keep on bringing players in on the on, on silly money. You've got to replace players like for like on similar contracts. You can't, clubs don't have that kind of finance to, to just keep on 
another player, another player, another player. We, we're working on 25-man squads in the Premier, Premier League, so it's it's a difficult, it's a it's a strange animal. It's crazy, mate. And like a load of people just said, Phil Jones, Phil Jones, Phil. Like Phil Jones is a multi-millionaire. Yeah, well. And mm. like, where was he? Played one game this year in the Premier League. Mm. Um, and by the way, he played that game, was awesome. Everyone remembered that he can actually play football really well yeah. and then hasn't played since. So it's like, yeah. why isn't he playing? Is he not playing because he hasn't got the motivation? Does the football club not want him? Like, there's there's this massive disconnect a lot. Um, Craig says, um, we also have Gareth Bale, who at times you have players who fall out with managers. So should the player then be penalised? Because it's difficult. Uh, you remember the old days when a side didn't put a performance in away. They paid for the fans' tickets and travel and stuff. If your wages are all performance and appearance related, and then you have a Zidane and Bale situation where, you know, one Bale basically got dropped because Zidane didn't like him. Is that fair then, that that player's no, not getting paid? It's, it's, there's listen, so many I, I, angles to it, isn't I it? I see it, and, and I see it from your own point of view. You listen to that, 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 that Dave Jones comes to Cardiff City and, and decides that he doesn't want me, so that means I don't get paid or don't get paid the wages that I was getting paid. It's such a, it's such a tough question to answer, you know. And and I, and I think, you know, it's 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 doggy dog football, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get tougher and tougher every single season because you're going to get another influx of younger players. Uh, the standard of Premier League players dropping down to League Championship, League One, League Two, or, or further, is just phenomenal now. You know, I look at I seen a list of players that Middlesbrough released. Um, this week or last week, um, and one of the players dropped down from the championship, which is obviously the league that Middlesbrough are in, and he signed for Gateshead, which are in um, Conference North, which what are we on League That's One, like League Two. Tiers, isn't it? He probably dropped down. He probably he dropped down five leagues, and that's you know what I mean. That's 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 a big jump for a player. Yes, it might just be for this season, and he might be stepping back up, but there's no guarantee that might happen. No. So you know what I mean? It's 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 happening far too often for me that players are dropping down that 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 many levels and standards for um, uh, in certain players. But like the Premier League players are they're protected a little bit. They're protected a little bit because they know that they're going to get another opportunity if it's in a different country or if it's a little bit like Jack Wiltshire. Jack hadn't played for years and he he he, he goes and signs for a team in um, in Denmark. He gets an opportunity and it's 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 not a, it's not a bad thing. It's it's just why doesn't that happen for everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, there's been many examples of that, isn't there? Like the pre- there's like this bubble, isn't there, where um, the Premier League kind of the same managers get the same jobs. The the player uh, maybe with the managers is I think that's starting to change, but like yeah. you know, for many years it was the same same managers would come in to just be like a merry-go-round. And then if they didn't get a Premier League job, they'd come into the championship teams. Um, And unfortunately, that's always the same circle, Sire. It was always the same circle. It was always. And they'd always um, fail and kind of move on. Yeah. And then then they'll do the same thing to another football club. They'll get another opportunity. And it wasn't wasn't right. But if that's your football club, how do you feel? You feel a little bit let down because, you know what I mean? Owners, it's the same thing with an owner, you know, that people are saying, Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley ruined Newcastle United. Well, he didn't really ruin them. He, he, he stuck a business model into a football club. It wasn't everyone's mm. cup of tea, but now he wants to do the same thing at Derby County. And if I was a Derby fan, I would be a little, I'd be a little bit reluctant because I want, yeah. if Derby are going to get out the mess they're in, they've got to, they've got to spend some money 
because they need to get back where they want to be. If that's going down, they've got to go up. You know what I mean? As, I don't see him and Rooney working well together, i got to be honest. No, I don't. No, neither do I. No, um, no. But then, Mike, uh, Ashley was linked with Cardiff briefly as well, so I'm quite happy for him to go to Derby. <laughs> um, right, there's a, where was that question gone? Oh, Don, Donna, we did answer this question, but as is you, Donna, I'll, let, I'll put it to Andy again. Um, Donna says, are you doing another season with Middlesbrough Ladies AC? Well, the, the the plan. Listen, that that decision is also out of my hands as well. That um, I would, I hope so. But if the chairman decides that that it's not going to happen, then it might not happen. But um, for my part, I can only answer from my from my end and from my end that um, I'd like to think so. Yeah. There we go. And um, Will says uh, on a similar note. Glad to see Cameron Cox has made it back to league football. Yeah, that was a weird. That was such yeah. a strange situation. Yeah. It um, was. It was. And I, I remember I spoke to Cameron a couple of times and advised him differently to what to what he chose. And I was disappointed that he that he went there, but I was really pleased that he got his opportunity to go back into Colchester and and he's and he's managing to um, to get some regular game time because he's a listen. He was a he was a Wales international at Cardiff City to drop down the levels that he did. It was such. A, it was a. It was more of a shock than anything for me. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Um, couple of quick questions from me then, mate. Do you think Middlesbrough will make the playoffs? Oh, are you asking my heart or my head? Well, I'm just asking you if you think they'll do it. Uh, heart says yes. Head says head says no. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I'm and I'm honest with. Uh, I've always honest. I've always been honest on this show. I just think there's um, there's there's some teams. Huddersfield are drawing nil nil at half time with Luton, which is a really bad result for Middlesbrough, and you probably need one of them to win. Nottingham Forest are the team what's annoyed me the most that that the that absolutely blew us away. Um, considering we beat them at Christmas um, and they weren't anywhere near what we needed uh, at the time. Uh, but no, I, I just think, I think Chris has done an amazing job. I think if Middlesbrough got promoted this year, would they be in a financial position to to sustain and stay up? I, I am not sure. Um, I said I'm not the, I don't do the finances, but um, I think for me, I think you've got to be sustainable. And I've always said on the Championship show that, that Middlesbrough need to keep making progress. And for me, if Middlesbrough can just stay where they are, next season they can go get in the top two and go up automatically. And I think that's got to be the aim for me, that that go up when you're ready. I think a lot of teams, and we've said it both sides ourselves, that a lot of teams go up when they're not ready um, and they come back down and it can be massively detrimental to their to their club, never mind just the season. It can have a, have a huge impact. Look at West Brom. West Brom are in a right mess because they've lost managers, they've, they've tried different ways of doing it and and who knows where they're going to end up in two, three seasons' time. And uh, I'm just hope that doesn't happen to a Middlesbrough happen to a Cardiff because Cardiff haven't had a great season this season. But look where they were two seasons ago. They were they were a VAR decision away from staying in the Premier League. That's how yeah. that's how just awkward this is, and 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 how how much of a shame that if VAR was still in, well, sorry, in, in the Premier League when Cardiff played Chelsea, that Cardiff would have stayed up because they would have bizarre, isn't it? If they would have. Beating them, if not beating them, they would have do drew against them. So that would have been the difference between staying up. It's such a, it's such a cut, cutthroat industry. Fine lines, mate. Fine lines. But then, in January, Cardiff were down for me. Um, Steve Morrison's worked miracles because Cardiff had they were like right down the bottom of the league. They had no money to spend. They had yeah. two or three, four players who either weren't good enough or needed to be gone. And you couldn't see how he was going to be able to manoeuvre all those moving parts. They brought in 
Mark Hudson, they brought in Dan Purse, they brought in um, the assistant manager. A cracking, they got a really good backroom team. And then now they just did a bit of wheeling and dealing, got dropped the players that they needed to drop, got rid of a couple, brought in some really good youngsters. And suddenly they were safe within, you know, six to eight weeks, which was yeah. remarkable, mate, because I could only see them going down in January. I, listen, I totally agree, and I think it's I think it's important. And I think when, we, when we're talking about this one's a game, or we're talking about other games, I think it's really important that that Steve, the job he's done, which is a really good job, and straight away once you do the maths and you realise you ain't going down, that you can you start planning for next season because next season becomes the importance once you're mathematically in that division um, and his recruitment, his ethos, his planning for next season will be starting months ago because he knew he was going to be in the division. He knew he wasn't going to get in the playoffs because there's too much of a gap to, to fill um, and next season he'll hit the ground running and they'll be in really good position because of because of how early he's probably been able to plan um, and I'm sure he'll have and the club will have things up their sleeve which is great but Next season's a huge season for him and for Cardiff City. Um, right, to finish off then, mate, um, I got one question from the group and then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, what was it like to meet Rye yesterday? It was, it was lovely. It was lovely. Um, uh, I only found out a couple of days ago that it was that it was coming. Obviously, I know he lives a, a long, long way away uh, in Plymouth. So to come from Plymouth to Middlesbrough to come watch uh, watch my girls was great. Nice to see him. Um, so yeah, really appreciated um, all the effort he did. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was great. And um, who do you think is going to go down in the Premier League, and who do you think is going to finish in the top four? Um, I think uh, Norwich are going to go, even though they won yesterday. Uh, I think Watford have gone, in my opinion. I don't see them scoring enough goals, and I think the the trapdoors finally got to put. Sean Dyche and Burnley out of it. They've got to go. Have to go this year. Do you think Everton are going to scrape up? I, I think so. I, and I think I think Man United give them a, a free one at the weekend, which yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, top four, I think... Um, I thought Liverpool would have won yesterday. And because they didn't, I think Man City will win the league. Um, I think... Um, There's only a point between them. Yeah, I just think... Um, I just can't see them. I just can't see them losing. Si. I just think I just can't see any of them losing. In, in, in all honesty, I just think that there's too much. Um, there's just too much quality in both in both teams and both squads to to lose games. I just think there's just too much quality. Um, I thought Chelsea had blown it with what was going on. I thought they were losing too many games. The Brentford game was a, uh, but then what they did at Southampton at weekend. So I think they'll they'll finish third. Um, and I'll go. I'm going to go Spurs because I think Arsenal as well. After what happened on on Saturday against Brighton, just it can't happen at this at this stage of the season. And and Spurs have picked up some some big points. Yes, they've got some hard games coming up. And um, but yeah, I'm going to go Spurs. Spurs for four. Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City to win it. Interesting. So you know, you said about United giving Everton a free one. Is my spe reckless speculation? United are down to seventh now. It's unlikely, I think, that they're going to get in the top four. Yeah. Do you think they would rather finish eighth out of the Europe, out of the Europa League places, which in which case we might see a lot of youngsters being played for the rest of the season? Because ultimately, how many you know we see so many teams talking about what an inconvenience the Europa League is until the very latter stages. Would they rather finish? You know, at the end of in the, the end of the day, does it really matter if you finish seventh or eighth? 
not good enough either way. No, and if you finish, I think if you finish sixth as well, have you got to have you got to do the pre-qualifying, which starts yeah. your season even earlier, which they certainly don't want and they, and they don't need. Um, the players won't need it. I think you've got to remember as well, um, you've got the World Cup as well, so it's going to make the season a very strange season. Um, it's going to make everything a little bit longer, a little bit spread out, and I think I agree with you. I think it's going to make it a bit of a mess, uh, but. I don't know. Will they be able to attract players if they don't get into Europe? Well, I know they're a big club, but money talks. Yeah. I, I understand that as well. But but they need a manager, and they need the, the whole philosophy from the, from the top to the bottom's got to be got to be different, got to be got to be changed because the you know what I mean. I think Sir Alex Ferguson ran that club from the boardroom all the way down to the pitch, and since he's left, there's been the boardroom's just not been there. And, and, and I think They've, they've, they've understood that um, they've, they've needed so many people in place, but they've just got the wrong people at the minute. And I hope they get it right because I want to see them challenging the Liverpools. You know what I mean? Everyone said that the, the Liverpool have still got to play Man United. And even Gary Neville said yesterday that's it's 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 a given that Liverpool are going to win. And I, yeah. I, I, I agree with him, but I should never agree with him because Man United have got a great record at Anfield over time. And that, that would all, always be a game where it would be a Social Podcast Network.